This is Miller's Edge on Tide Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Talking Tuesday here on the Miller's Edge. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain here with you on a little different Tuesday. A little different Tuesday because it's the day after the Rose Bowl. Alabama goes down and I'm to the number one ranked Michigan Wolverines, 27 to 20. Of course, we got a lot to get into on this show today. I'll be joined by Christian Miller, Justin Jones back in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We got a lot to get into on this program because... It's a blame game, Tuesday. Everybody's looking for someone, something, some way to blame somebody why Alabama didn't win and advance to Houston to take on Washington for the national championship. But I got my thoughts. Of course, if you uh, heard us last night on the Miller's Edge Extra on YouTube, a ton of views, ton of comments there. But we'll kind of do that in an abbreviated version on the show today. I'll tell you what I thought. I got a couple plays that I'm going to break down for you because... um, I said something, I had a knee-jerk reaction. I'm bad to get on people about knee-jerk reactions. I had one just last night, uh, and that was a fourth down play. And I'm explain that for you and tell you why it didn't work and why it was the wrong. So I'm going to get to some of that. I'm also going to take uh, talk about another critical play, the fourth and two, which is totally, I think, a bad defensive call plus maybe another mental error. So we're going to get into some of that and uh, talk about those things uh, as well in the program today. It's going to be good. We're going to take your phone calls. and a lot of you already lined up on the phone lines, 205-342-9904. And don't forget, if you can't get in on the phone lines today, send us a message or a thought, comment on the app, TIE 100.9. Very easy to do that. Justin or Noah will read your thoughts and comments right there uh, just in case you can't get in. Uh, we got all of that coming up on the program today. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Might be a little uh, yelling and screaming. I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I did a little bit that last night, but uh, we'll get into it on the program today. Tough loss. I predicted Alabama would win by two, uh, double digits. I was wrong. Um, I don't know. It just uh, was not a good game for the Tide. So I'm going to just say hey to the folks down in Tuscaloosa first, and then we'll get into the program. <laughs> Because I got a lot to say. Christian Miller, 
Justin Jones, Noah Haynes uh, in Tuscaloosa. I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina. Hope you're doing well on a Tuesday. Christian, it, uh, we talked last night, but uh, nothing's changed for me except one thing, uh, and I'm going to talk about it here in a little bit, is that it was the right call, and I apologize to Tyler Reese, office coordinator of Alabama. It was the right call. Yeah, we definitely can can jump into that. But, you know, I'm doing as good as uh, as I probably could. You know, definitely, you know, disappointing after the game last night. We we shared our immediate reactions over on our YouTube channel, at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. Make sure you go check that out for our post-game show there. It was a live show last night, but the pre-recorded, or excuse me, but the, the recorded recording of it is uploaded. So go check that out, but we're definitely going to dive into it here as much as we can. Uh, in this next hour, <clears throat> we'll also be joined by Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feet Store. Talk a little bit more about uh, the game last night, some some exciting things coming up uh, in the second block, so we'll, we'll dive into that. But um, just jumping into this thing, man, you know, I, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll probably let you start. Uh, but real quick, though, it's funny enough, Justin made a comment when I walked in. I didn't even think about it. I have on, like, Navy sweatpants and a Navy, Navy bomber jacket. <clears throat> and it uh, looks like I lost a bet to a Michigan player or fan. Didn't realize that at all. I have no no maize or yellow, whatever the you know they call the the, the second color. Uh, just a bunch of navy. Had didn't didn't even cross my mind. I just grabbed some some sweats, and then the jacket had to match the pants. So, um, have you seen me walking around? Well, now you're a coach khaki uh, khaki pants fan. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. So if you see me walking around, no, I didn't lose a bet. No, I didn't uh, switch teams and bandwagon over at all. That's not the case. I just. I guess just just happened to, to grab these clothes this morning, so uh, cut me some slack there. But um, <laughs> with that being said, I probably should head on over to our good friends over at Alumni Hall and grab some officially licensed Alabama gear and get in the right color and the right attire. So maybe I'll stop by Alumni Hall just like you should if you still are looking for some officially licensed Alabama gear, hoodies, jackets, hats, sweatshirts, pants, you name it. Anything Alabama-related, they've got it. The two-for-thirty-eight deals and the T-shirts online. Uh, if you can't make it into the store, again, the store is in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Again, that's Alumni Hall. If you can't make it there, go and check them out online for all those great deals at AlumniHall.com or the Ultimate Crimson Tide Fan Shop. You know, I guess yeah, I, all right. you, 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 you want to nah, let me go ahead and go. Let me go ahead and go. Okay, because, go ahead. You know, let me get this off my chest. Go ahead. Okay. The floor is yours. All right. This Rose Bowl game last night, first of all, first half was absolutely, extremely hard to watch. What I talked about was that how would this team be after a layoff, right? I said many times on this show how I was nervous about that situation because this team has built so much momentum defeating Georgia in the SEC championship and then celebrate confetti, get the trophy, you go into the college football playoffs, and now you've basically got two weeks off. I knew how difficult it is to get that going again. They went out to California on, uh, well, last Tuesday. They had pop-up shops through NIL, which was a problem for me. That let me know that they were more focused about money than the game, in my opinion. And then you go out there in this game with a chance to really prove that, one, you should be there. Number two, you got one of the greatest opportunities where nobody expected to win a national championship. This was a game that the matchup was absolutely perfect for you. And what we witnessed, especially in the first half, was straight chaos. 
We saw an offensive line that went back to week two, week three, week four, where they had no clue what was going on. Michigan mentor, the defensive coordinator, put pressure. He said, what I said when was asked, what would you do, Corey, if you're the defense coordinator? I said, I would pressure, pressure, pressure Miro. And if he can throw for 300, 353 touchdowns and win, I will be okay with that. Well, that's what they did. The offensive line didn't adjust. They didn't fan and protect. They just they gave Jalen Miro zero time because they had dudes open down the field. They had some things working when you watch the tape. But because of the lack of time, they couldn't get down the field. So that's one thing. The offense was horrible. F in the first half. Defensively did enough, okay, to hold in there. We knew that this was not an explosive offense. They weren't going to beat you just slinging the ball all down the field. They wanted to run the football, and they were not going to get away from the run. Overall, Alabama did a pretty good job of stopping the run. Quorum had two touchdowns, but one pass and one rushing. But they only, he ran up for less than 100. Right? They did a decent job overall stopping the run. Now, the third quarter, phenomenal. Most of the fourth quarter, phenomenal, except that last drive where, again, they made terrible mistakes at the worst time of the game. Okay? So defensively, it wasn't that bad. I mean, if you give them 20 points, you should win that game. If you're a team that's number one in the country, 20 points, you should win the game. But our offense was stagnant. It was lethargic. It was... Not doing what it was supposed to do. Disappointed, the guy that I drive the train for, and I still drive the train for, Jalen Miro. A lot of it was because of the pressure. But I didn't see that eye of the tiger look in his eye. I saw one of frustration. I saw one of, I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm doing. I saw, I look in the eye of the player. I didn't see confidence. Thirdly, it's Seth Mc, Mc, McLaughlin, whatever his name is, McLaurin, Mc, whatever his name is. The center. He, re, he reverted right back to the same old dude. We saw a lot of these bad habits that we've seen early in the year. It resurfaced. Why? Here's the answer. Michigan outcoached Alabama coaching staff. Michigan was more prepared than Alabama. Alabama tried to stick to who Alabama is instead of looking at this team and, and trying to think ahead and say, hey, we know that they're going to do what Corey said. We know they're going to bring pressure. So let's have some play calls. That's easy throws. Get the ball out the hands. Let's do some things on the perimeter. They didn't do that earlier. I don't know, Christian. I think Miro and Reese were so off the. <laughs> I don't know. Did they even work? What happened? So, those are the things is why I believe Alabama lost this game to Michigan. I think that they could have easily won this game. They still had a chance. They had to lead with what they get at four minutes or so. 
The defense gave up plays, and I'm going to talk about the fourth and two play, which was unbelievable. They get 35 plus the block in the back. Terrible. That's the game. And we let a guy run wide open. We have nobody to cover. And I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. And then finally, the last play of the game, which I wanted to apologize to Tom Marisha, a great play call. Let me just tell you what happened real quickly. Everybody wants to say it was RPO. And I said, get him on the perimeter, which was not a bad thought. Give him a run pass option on the outside. But when you look at that play, you know, Michigan calls timeout, then Bama changes the play, then they call timeout, and then the third play. It was right. Here's what they did. It was not an RPO. It looked like an RPO, right? They motioned the back out wide. See what Michigan's in because the defender of Michigan runs with the back. That tells me they're in man coverage. You get him out of the box, right? They influence the edge rusher who doesn't close. He gets up the field, which in turn open up what they call the C-gap, right? The C-gap opens up big enough to drive a truck. Then you pull 77, who comes around, and his job is to kick out or close or hook that defender. Yep. When you look at it, it is walk, you walk in the end zone in the C-gap. But the problem was two big problems. One was a snap again. Another bad snap. We had three, four bad snaps in the final minutes of the game. Why? So when Jalen Miro has to take his eyes instead of seeing what's happening in front, he has to look down to secure the snap. And then by the time he pulls up and look again, it probably looks like a friggin' is haywire. So he just takes off. Point number two with that, J.C. Latham, your senior, your, your veteran-laden offensive lineman, your best one. Gets knocked all the way three, four yards back. Jalen Miro trips over his leg and falls down. So even if he secured the snap, if J.C. Latham don't get his A kicked, right, he can get the ball, look up, and still have time to break outside. It's there. It's a touchdown. So we can stop saying it was RPO. We can stop saying run this play or that play. We need to say great play call, Tommy Reese, bad execution players. That's on the players. That's on Seth McLaughlin. That's on J.C. Lake. Because the play call was money. Go watch it. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's so simple. Right? Again. Motion the back out wide. The, de the defender of Michigan runs out. He's out the box. He's no longer in run. He can't play the run. They run what we call an OG. OG means your offside guard pulls. OG, quarterback run, right? Middle backer comes up. He kicks him out or turns him in, whatever the backer decides to do. In this case, he was inside. Pin him inside. You get the snap. The defender, outside defender, is unblocked. The, the goal is don't block him. You What they call is the influence block. He jets up the field perfect. And he walks in the end zone. This guys. There it is. This is the reason 
Alabama lost the game. Very simple. We can sit here and say all this other stuff, but bottom line, the coaching staff was outcoached. They were, weren't prepared well enough. And, and, and Michigan has so many miscues on special teams, it almost cost them the game at the end. But, God, that was just a God thing because he don't supposed to get that ball. That's supposed to be a touchdown to Alabama, at least on the one-foot line. Game over. Somehow he held on to it. Maybe it's just God's way of saying Alabama's supposed to win. I mean, uh, Michigan's supposed to win because that's unbelievable. But at the end of the day, they were out coach. Coach Saban said it himself. He wished he'd have done better, could have done better. That's on the coaches, and he's 100% right. But that last play, though, was on us. That's on nothing on J.C. Latham. That's on the two offensive linemen who stunk that joint up on that fourth and go. If they didn't, it's a touchdown. You kick the field goal, go for two, whatever you decide to do. They still might lose a game, but at least you give yourself another chance. That's the bottom line. I'm done with it. You done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just left me two minutes to talk, man. I mean, <laughs> man, you got 42 minutes. We have Jonathan coming up from the Goofy store. Well, you can tell Jonathan like, how you feel. Oh man, that that's that. Okay, all right. Well, I'll I'll get some of this in here. We'll try. Here we go. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll save it because I got a lot of good stuff I want to talk about. I don't want to. Um, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm rushed because that is a lot to break down. But, it is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. But if, you know, you can save it. I ain't gonna say that. I'll let you roll. I'll be quiet. Let me take us a break. All right, I'm done. We'd love to hear what you think. Again, today might be the best to leave it on the Tide 100.9 app. But coming up, Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feet Store, America's art support expert, our main sponsor. He'll join in the conversation as well. But last night, Alabama did not have any good feet. <laughs> they didn't. They don't know what kind of feet they had last night. But uh, Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feet Store would join us here on the Tide 100.9, DeMille's Edge. We'll talk with him. We still, again, line on up. We're going to get to some calls. That's for sure. 205-342-9904 or free app phone, your pad, your computer, Tide 100.9. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feast Store is coming up here on the Mill's Edge. The Tide, 1230 AM WTPC, Tide 100.9. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. 
Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder. Some light rain at times during the day. The high, 42. And Thursday, mostly sunny with a high at 51. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. into the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC, where we're continuing to talk about this upsetting uh, game last night in the Rose Bowl, Alabama falling to Michigan 27-20. to You heard my dad's breakdown and his thoughts of the game. Uh, I guess I'll share a little bit of mine real quick. Um, just kind of piggybacking off every – I mean, he pretty much said everything that I was thinking. You know, I think, you know, we were outplayed and outcoached for the majority of the first half. Um, offensively, when you look at it, you know, we had a season low of 288 yards. You know, the stunts and pressures that Michigan was throwing at us was just too much um, for us to handle. Um, and is pretty much what, what it was. That was the story of the first half. I mean, not really much to, to really add there. Um, let's see. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get all my stuff. Five sacks in the first half. I don't think my dad mentioned that. That was... That was kind of well. <laughs> that was kind of a big deal there. Um, sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I, I'm jumbled up trying to read all this, but yeah. So five sacks in the first half. That that obviously was was no good. We kind of reverted back to our old ways. We kind of waited until the second half to kind of get back to what we were doing um, that was working for us, and that was utilizing the athleticism of Jalen Milrow and and you know moving the pocket, getting to the quarterback design runs. Um, we just didn't see that to the second half. And that was kind of the story of what we kind of had seen all season, uh, kind of with some of the play calling offensively. It would, it would be as if we would wait. You know, we would, we would try to call things, you know, that we thought, you know, we wanted to run. Like, it was like that was the offense we wanted to run, but it wasn't necessarily working. Then we start doing the things that tailor to the skill set of our players, and then we start seeing some success. I just don't understand why we always wait so long um, to do those things. But again, once again, b- bad snaps. Uh, plagued this football team, right? Defensively, we didn't execute as we needed to. We we didn't play terrible on defense. We did some good things, you know, especially, you know, honestly, defense really kept us in it a lot of the game for the most part. Like you said, I mean, if you hold a team um, to 20 points like that, I mean, you're giving your your offense a great chance to, to execute and, and win you a football game. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, we dropped the ball when it mattered most, right? And and that that was the issue. Those are the, the two most glaring things. Offense, we couldn't really get things going for the most part. Um, just couldn't really handle everything that Michigan's defense was throwing at us. And defensively, we just fell short when we needed our best, right? Those those critical moments in the game, whether it was the fourth and two or an overtime second play, uh, they run the run the ball. You got two guys in the C gap, Tresman Marshall and uh, Dallas Turner, both in the C gap. He he bounces it to the D-gap, and, and then, boom. Actually, it might have both been in the D-gap, excuse me, but he bounces outside. Um, but, yeah, I mean, then look at, you know, defensively, uh, we only had one tackle for loss, one sack. Michigan's defense had 10 tackles for loss, six sacks in this game. 
You looked at uh, me and Justin were just talking about this, how Michigan utilized the, the bunch formations to kind of create confusion for our defense. That caused a lot of issues, right? And th- those were, that's where the mental, mental errors started piling up. I mean, the, the Blake Corum touchdown uh, that he caught, that was a mental error. That was a, a missed assignment. He, he scored. You know, he's wide open. Um, you look at the, the fourth and two, it was another bunch formation. And again, wide open, right? And, and those critical moments in the game, you can't drop the ball like that, right? You, you can't you can't have mental errors in those critical moments, right? I mean, because, again, defense was solid. You know, they, they did a, a pretty decent job. Um, but in those critical moments when, when they, fell, they fell short, uh, it ultimately costed us. So I will say this. I wish we were a little more aggressive, kind of like how Michigan was doing. Like you, you said it, you know, when uh, the caller had asked, how would we prepare uh, for Alabama's offense? We said we'd bring pressure. You know, you gotta, you got you got to bring it to people. That's what worked early on in the season against Alabama's offense. I think people started getting a little hesitant and going to the whole spy thing, and that, you know, it works a little bit. But really, we struggle when the pressure is directly in our face, and that's what Michigan did a good job of being extremely disruptive. I thought, you know, on defense, we had the opportunity to do that. This football team likes to run the ball; they don't throw the ball great, right? I thought we could have took that approach on defense, but we didn't necessarily do that. So. With all that being said, I'm pretty piggybacking what you said. You know, I, I just thought you know, it wasn't our best coaching performance defensively. Uh, we didn't execute in those critical moments. And ultimately, you know, we lost the game. It, it almost just looked like mentally we weren't where we needed to be. And that was something we also talked about, which was disappointing because after going to several practices during the bull prep, guys looked enthusiastic. Guys looked like they were ready to go. They were ready for this opportunity. But Maybe something shifted when they got to California. I'm not sure. I mean, there could have been a lot of distractions. I, I don't know. I just know that this didn't look like the same Alabama team that we had there seen. There was pop-up things. There, there were some pop-ups, but this didn't look like the Alabama team that we had seen uh, gaining that momentum throughout the season. So definitely, you know, disappointing, but, you know, you got to live with it and use it as a learning opportunity. But with that being said, I'd like to welcome in a good friend of ours, Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feet Store. Talk a little bit about college football, some exciting things they've got going on over there Jonathan uh, he's joining us now uh, I'm sure you got a chance to, to watch this game last night you know I, I know it was a you know a difficult game for us Alabama fans to, to watch I know you're, you're based out of Virginia what were your thoughts you know kind of just uh, overall watching these these playoff games last night well first Christian uh, it was it's great to be on with you thank you so much uh, for having us and we actually gathered together in a hotel uh, here in Birmingham to watch the game with some of our uh, our new team members because we are acquiring uh, the stores down here from a, uh, the previous uh, owner uh, of the Good Feet store. And so this is our first day in business here in, uh, in Knoxville and Chattanooga and Huntsville and uh, Birmingham uh, and Tuscaloosa. Probably not the best time to have the first day in Tuscaloosa, but we're, you know, we're, we're all about overcoming adversity. And so, uh, let's let's just let's go for it, and then uh, Montgomery and, and Mobile, and you know I I love sports, Christian. Uh, my dad played uh, high school football in Southern California. Played in the in the Rose Bowl one one game in his high school career. Got a scholarship to go to Southern Cal, and uh, then in the era that he was in, decided to to, to not do that and just uh, go into work and, and uh, start a family. Unfortunately, Christian. I, I did not inherit my dad's bill. I inherited my dad's personality, my mom's bill, which is not always the best combination. But anyway, uh, but I love sports and I love all the, 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 the similarities between sports and, and life and being in business uh, because uh, life is full of adversity. And uh, what 
we at the Good Feet Store love to do is to help people deal with the adversity that sometimes emanates from their feet and help them deal with that adversity so they can go on and enjoy life. And uh, that's my story. I came in as a customer uh, uh, in 2012, January 2012, had pain. It uh, was keeping me from, from uh, being a runner and got the arch supports, ran my first marathon that year and came in and told the owner, I've never had a product transform my life. She said, uh, you know, do you want to buy the place? And so bought the store in Richmond. And now 10 years later, we have 31 stores and, uh, and, uh, and it's just a blessing to be in business. So anyway, there, there we go. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, and, and, and kind of, you know, the only difference is, you know, I, I remember your store, you know, you, you enjoyed them so much. You bought the store. I, I, I haven't made it that far yet. I haven't bought a store. Maybe I will sometime soon. I'd love to do that, but I definitely, uh, got fitted for my art supports and they made such a difference that uh, I just started telling everybody about them. I got my dad on board with them because I knew that, you know, if I benefited from them, from the pain that I was dealing with and I'm a lot younger than he is, uh, I was like, man, I know he definitely could benefit from these from these art supports uh, given he played in the NFL nine years and I know he's constantly struggled with knee pain, some back pain and all types of different issues. And so uh, me and him, you know, as you know, both fitted for him. We love them. We use them all the time, whether we're golfing or walking the dogs, doing things around the house. I've been hunting a lot the past few days, definitely uh, been benefiting from them as well. So definitely uh, has been a huge blessing. So, so we love and appreciate them as, as well. Cause that's basically our story uh, with good feet as well. But uh, I want to ask you, cause we talked about some stuff that I thought was interesting too. And in, in regards to the NIL space and how, you know, you guys are familiar with that as well. And, Look, as we know, that's kind of taking over college football right now, especially, you know, that combined with the transfer portal. You know, Alabama just suffered a heartbreaking loss. There's probably going to be some guys in the portal. There's probably going to be some NIL opportunities, all types of stuff. Talk a little bit about that because you guys actually did a study on that or you studied something uh, with the NIL deals that you did. And I thought it was really interesting on what you touched uh, on. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, Christian, the thing is, um, you know, it, NIL, it is, like I said, you get a lot of headlines, a lot of different things from different uh, different perspectives and, and a lot of perceptions about it that I don't know that are, are totally accurate. But uh, we had an opportunity right after the Supreme Court made that uh, ruling uh, in the summer of, of 2021 to engage with a uh, Virginia basketball player uh, by the name of the time, by the name of Kihei Clark. And uh, we chose him because uh, Kihei has had a, great reputation on and off the court. Uh, and so we were one of the first companies, I think I can say, I, I've said this and I haven't had anybody challenge it, that we were the first company to have an NIL agreement with a uh, athlete where we produced a TV spot with them, an active athlete in their game jersey in a TV spot. And and it's been a fun experience. And so uh, with, the, with some of those successes that we've had, the University of Virginia, Kim Whitler, and their marketing, who leads their uh, professor of marketing there at the Darden School, uh, approached us about doing a, a case study on on NIL. And so we said, sure. And one of the first questions that, that she asked me, she said, so how do you all make the selections as to the people that you work with? Is it based on social media following? Is that what it is? And I said, no. What it's based on is it's based on integrity. Uh, integrity is the first thing. And so the first thing that we do before we have any relationship, and that's why we are talking today, is because the reputation of uh, Christian and Corey Miller is something that we want to attach our brand 
uh, too, because uh, the, you you have a stellar reputation, and that has to be first and foremost. Because if there's a breakdown there, you don't want that attached to your to your brand. Then that has to be a compelling and and authentic endorsement. We want people who are actually using our product, not somebody just that you're getting because of their name status, but because they believe in the product. And and then that they're going to be, you know, just be able to communicate the message well. And so that's true for NIL relationships. It's true for uh, for you, uh, because, again, the, the, the experience that we've, we've seen and, and your resume, uh, not only what you did on the field, but what's happened off the field and who you are as a person, then that gives us a lot of confidence as we move forward. Absolutely. Don Begotten of the Good Feet Store is our guest here on the Middle's Edge of the Tide 100.9, 1230WTBS. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I uh, saw a message or an X post on uh, last episode of Yay Alabama. When you lose a game like this, a game that many people thought Alabama should have won, first thing is, hey, you need to join up. You need to sign up. Because we need them dudes. we got to have players. And, and, and I, I 100% agree with you, Jonathan, what you're saying about relationally and how important that is when it comes to marketing and that type of thing. But we know we call this stuff NIL, but really it is pay for play. And that's what uh, Alabama got a lot of dudes coming in, a lot of guys that were on the sidelines that are already in school was at the game. They got some transfer portal guys coming in, and I think they're going to be uh, busy uh, here in the next week or so until it shuts down for a minute, trying to fill some voids. Uh, we got the good news, Terry and Arnold, uh, the starting cornerback will return. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry probably is gone, as well as Dallas Turner saying after the game uh, that he's he's out. He's on his way to the National Football League. But uh, that being said, um, Christian, and you can big piggyback on this too, should now when you lose a game like that, so much visibility, so much uh, attention on this game and lose to Michigan, a team that's, let's just be honest, known for cheating, Jim Harbaugh that is, uh, that's going to be a factor <laughs> what happens going down the stretch but Alabama are the missing pieces, especially at the offensive line, do you see them being more aggressive there? You mean like in the transfer portal? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I definitely think they, they probably will, they, they got a kid from Texas A&M coming in um, from the transfer portal. I, I definitely could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if they look for maybe an experienced guy at the center position given the number, the high volume of, of bad snaps that really proved to be costly. It cost them the game. I'm sorry. It did. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but with that that being said, yeah, I definitely think that that will be a factor moving forward. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, Jonathan, when, when did I know you said <laughs> probably is not the best time to, you know, get start with you know that that type of loss. But um, how do how do you how do you have what do you have planned moving forward in terms of you know you got basketball season coming up um, around here in Tuscaloosa. A lot of fans are excited about the program that you know Nate Oates has. Um, are there any big plans with you guys with the Good Feet Store again? If you guys haven't checked them out, go check them out now. In Midtown Villages, uh, try before you buy. I've got nothing to lose. Again, these premium arch supports are designed to eliminate and alleviate pain. Uh, again, uh, me and my dad both use them personally. Love them to death. They're awesome. They they help out in all types of facets of your life. So check them out. But, Jonathan, is there any any big plans coming up? Or is that still in the wraps right now you guys uh, are still working on just kind of throughout this this upcoming year? Well, there, I think there's all, we're always looking for uh, just any ways that we can communicate our message because the how we look at it uh christian is anybody that has two feet is a is a candidate for the good feet store yeah. and what we 
we love by working with both current and former athletes is what it represents is that people that place an, a, a premium on their their performance in activity and and uh, athletics and that kind of thing. If they can benefit from them, then the rest of us can too. You know, Uncle Bob and uh, you know sitting on the couch, you know, critiquing <laughs> those that are out there on the field. <laughs> uh, he can use them too. You know, That's so come on, uh, Uncle Bob, it's, uh, try before you buy, baby. Let's go. <laughs> You know, and, and that's that. That's where that's where we're coming from. And so when we this acquisition that we made, oh, we're so excited about it because Alabama's a dynamic state. It's a, it's a hidden jewel in my in my opinion. And there's so much vitality when you spend time in the in the area and you spend time in Birmingham and Tuscaloosa and all. There's so many good positive things that are going on. We're just so excited to be able to help more people. No doubt. And trust me, they will help you. Again, if you haven't tried them, head on over. If you're in Tuscaloosa, head on over to Midtown Village right now and give them a try. Uh, they're, they're these premium art sports, and you have to try them. These are not your typical, you know, uh, you know, Walgreens, you know, orthotics type. These these are they're premium, and they're they're designed to help eliminate and alleviate that pain. And then there's a three-stage system. We can dive into more of that, um, you know, another day on the show and then really break all that down. Um, but go check them out. Douglas over at the Good Feet Store. He's great in Tuscaloosa. But you can always go to thegoodfeetstore.com or goodfeet.com, that is, to schedule an appointment, and they will get you fitted. They take good care of you. They even have, like, massagers for your feet while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. They, they show you the, the prints of, of your, your arches and show you, you know, where you got some vulnerable areas that, that could be assessed. So go check them out. And, uh, John, is there anything else you got for us before we let you go? We definitely appreciate you joining and uh, definitely letting everybody, you know, know about the acquisition because we're so excited about that and, and looking forward to some exciting stuff in store. But is there anything else you want to let the, the fine folks out here listening know before we let you go? Well, I think you've done a great job, uh, Christian, to just uh, outlining all of that. And th- again, th- these are but the arch supports that you described that support all four arches. Most people don't realize you have four arches in the feet. You have four arches. They all need to be supported. And whether you're putting them into a cleat, into a running shoe, into flip-flops, into a dress shoe, whatever it might be, they can, they can work in all of your shoes. So you shouldn't ever have to go a step without good feet. That's the bottom line, Christian. So thanks so much. And a happy new year. And hey... 2024 is going to be a great year for Alabama and uh, Alabama football, and and uh, it, 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 it'll uh, this this too shall pass, right? That's exactly. That's right. what the words say. It shall pass. I mean, 2024 for Alabama fans probably going to disagree to start with you, Jonathan, because that starts so good at this point. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of months left, a lot of days. Uh, Alabama definitely could bounce back. And tough loss for the Tide, but again, phenomenal year. Uh, we'll get 12 wins. Two losses came against the number one team in the country and the number three team in the country, but yet a number one team in the country to get another uh, your thirtieth SEC championship. So uh, nothing really to cry about. Tough loss, but they'll bounce back. Jonathan, thank you so much. Thank you all. Great. Have, all right, have a great day. Take care. Yes, sir. Thank you, That's Jonathan. Jonathan from the Good Feet Store, opening up in Birmingham and Mobile and other locations throughout the great state of Alabama. We're going to hit a break. We'll come back. We'll turn to the tide, so to speak. Get back. This game, I love hearing from you. Rest of the way, phone calls, messages, all of you when we come back for this timeout. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Justin Jones, hanging out here with you on the Tide 100.9-1230 WTBS. We're here for you on the other side. This is the Miller's Ad to the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crypto Tide Sports. That hasn't changed. Back in a moment.
This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to the Bill's Edge on the Tide, 100.9, WBC, not S, as I said before the break, is WTBC, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Justin Jones, 205-342-9904, the number for the program, don't forget, free download, Tide 100.9 is free, and uh, you can ask your questions there, appreciate uh, Jonathan Cotton of the Good Feet Store joining us to talk about what they got, excuse me, what they got going on uh, as well. If you're on X, check out my breakdown of that final play. It's on there again. I talked about the fourth and two guys. Let me just talk about this real quick before we get to the phones. How do you not cover a guy? Because you played in this defense, right? And I've got a picture that I'm putting up of the breakdown. Um, <laughs> you get outflanked. They're in trips. Two tight ends in the ball game. Wide receiver, and then the back flares out. Simple thing about football. We've always been taught. I have always been taught. Don't ever be flanked. Meaning you have to be as wide as the widest. That same touchdown that they happen to score on to as well. But nobody's in the flat. Alabama has been notorious for not being able to cover a flat route. The most simple route in all of football. And we blow it every single time it seems like. I don't get it. I just don't get it. How are you not wide? It's fourth and two. Right? How don't you just check zone and let your widest defender take the flat? Next guy, the receivers come to you. I just don't get it. Another mental error, another breakdown. Many on defense. That was a big one. That gave up 35 yards before he even got touched. This is, this is unacceptable. This stuff you don't see from a, a, a defensive genius and Nick Saban and his teams like that. Alabama, you don't see these things. And we've seen this too much this team, despite all the great things that they have done. But these t- these types of things continue to show his ugly face. Uh, those are my thoughts on that. Justin, you got some app messages. Go right ahead. Yeah, we had a quick app message here from Mike, and then we'll get to KJ. But uh, Mike was just saying about the mindset of the team. He said watching the team at kickoff, Michigan was going crazy with enthusiasm. The Bama sideline was like a funeral. And then he said, I can't help but think Milrow and the Bill O'Brien comments brought in unnecessary media focus. I mean, I, I said last night on our show, and again, I'm not making any accus- accusations. I'm not saying this was the case, but I'll be honest, just some of the – you know, the responses and the tone, the tonality of kind of some of the responses I was hearing and just kind of what it was kind of coming out from a media perspective, I almost question if we kind of got ahead of ourselves. We kind of got a little overconfident. And again, that's just just a question I have, just just given, you know, the the approach we had, because just I don't know, man, things just started to see, seem a little bit different. And I get it. You know, when you start playing great and you beat the number one team in Georgia and you go from you know people basically you were not necessarily the laughing stock but people dissing you and, and bashing you in week two week three and now everybody's praising you lifting you up telling you how great you are I almost wonder if we started buying that Kool-Aid I almost wonder if that started to kind of trickle in and have an effect uh, on the mindset of some guys and and, and look I, I said last night it almost was reminiscent of my senior year you know Everybody was pumping up Oklahoma and talking about, oh, how are we going to stop Kyler Murray? He just won the Heisman. You know, this guy is, is phenomenal, which he's a, he is a phenomenal player. But 
Maybe they were just doubting us. We go, we take care of Oklahoma, you know, basically shut them down, and we were feeling ourselves. And I remember I kept telling guys, hey, hey we, we got to take care of business. We got to, we got one more, one more to go. Lock in, lock in. We got to go play Clemson for a national championship. And it was almost like everybody took the approach that, hey, we've arrived. We just, we just beat down Kyler Murray in Oklahoma. We just got to go show up and beat Clemson. And that wasn't the case. It was, it was quite the opposite. And it was almost like, I wonder if that kind of happened here. You know, guys got to L.A., you know, kind of started feeling themselves a little bit. You know, you're coming off of, you know, a nice uh, victory over Georgia for SEC championship. You kind of think, hey, man, we match up well with Michigan. We're about to go just take care of business. And then you don't necessarily do that when, it, you know, the, the clock strikes and, then you know, it's time to do that between the lines. But I don't know. Again, I'm not making any accusations. It just kind of makes you wonder if that was the case. But I do want to get to the phones because uh, I feel bad. We've, we've had KJ patiently waiting on hold. So we're going to welcome in KJ to the Miller's Edge. KJ, what's going on, man? Appreciate you patiently waiting. Sorry for that. No worries, Matt. Yo, no worries. Hey, Kristen, so quickly with your point, um, I kind of get what you're saying, like, with the whole mindset. And I think Milro is just, like, a fiery personality yeah. to where he, like, he fights fire with fire. You know what I mean? So, but if, like you were saying, if you were feeling yourself, he's definitely going to be humble now, so. Uh, well, Bill O'Brien's probably laughing today. <laughs> oh, we don't, I don't care about Bill O'Brien laughing, man, because we got a lot of stuff we can laugh at him about. 100%. But, uh, also, the um, the pop-up shop, man, the pop-up shop. I think that we're making, and you know, I was the person that brought up with the IG models in L.A. I yep. think we're making a little bit of a big deal out of that. I, from what I saw, it just was like off of looking on social media. It was just like the, the normal NIL that's in the stadium. So it was just like there are two cardboard boxes with their gear. I don't even think that they were there to sign pictures and do autographs or anything like that. From what I saw, I don't know, Christian. You could probably know better than that. I, I'll be honest. I didn't even. I didn't see it myself, so I, I don't know. I maybe I'll ask around and see if we can kind of figure it out. Not that it even matters, but I I agree. I don't okay. think I don't think it was the biggest thing for sure. But it does just. I'll be honest with you. That's just different it's to not me. A good given look given I came well. I came from yeah, a, an I, era yeah. where like I mean we used to get on dudes just for posting too much on social media, like even of themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. It's different there now. You can tell that. But for sure. quick hitters so I can get some other callers. Uh, no, you're coaching, good, you're good man. Like, no, take your time. Yeah, look, you waited this long, bro. You can take as much time it, as you want. <laughs> coaching, I feel like we were over-prepared. Like, I really feel like we were overly prepared. Um, offense, I feel like we didn't ease our quarterback into the game. They played off. All, like, the corners were off all, all night, it seemed like. They were not going to get beat deep. I feel like we should have been throwing those drop-off passes to kind of get him, ease him into the game. That's a That's a huge game for him. Yep. Like, he can admit it or not, his nerves, you can tell on it, his nerves. Yep. You can ease him into that game. Like the quarterback has to, I mean, the coach, the OC has to help you. I feel like you you talked about scripted plays. That goes back into us being overly prepared. I feel like we had scripted plays, and we just went with those scripted plays. We didn't take what the defense gave us, and that kind of bit us. Um, defense, I think y'all are... Corey started hitting on the defense better because I feel like they're getting a little bit of the slack, and I don't like them getting the slack because... They busted coverages. It seems like as many snaps as South, South has with bad snaps, defensively, busted coverages. Is, is we have as many busted coverages. It's over and over and over repeatedly yep. with saving defenses. And to me, it's because we're not – you see Michigan play free, fast, and fearless, right? We didn't. Our defense couldn't really play that way because they're too busy overly thinking and uh, trading, play, like trading people, and it's just, even with the flat route. I feel like that was a that was a big issue. Um, and then lastly, man, the last play, um, the tight end got beat bad too. We're not talking about that tight end getting beat, but 
going into the coaching thing about us not being on the same page, I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but Prentice said, the receiver Prentice said that the ball was supposed to go to the receiver. I mean, to the running back coming out the flat. Saban said the op- the opposite. So it just shows that, man, we just, we, we, the miscommunication. On the, on the uh, failed touchdown, fourth and goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the receiver said that it the was ball was design, supposed to go to the heard me, It was a design run. It was totally right, right, right. I know, run. I know what you're He's just saying, I know what that, saying. that Prentice, the receiver, made that comment. So, yeah, no, so I, I think there was a miscommunication there for sure. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, man, last, um, uh, Christian, you got to get to that, man. He said that Terry it's official that Terry. I don't think it's official that Terry Young is back yet. He said last night that we got unfinished business. That could mean anything. I don't think it's official yet, man. So I'll take my producer fee with that one for, for helping y'all out with that. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with Terry Young on coming back. All right. Because I, Terry, I think, Terry, Terry, I think he Terry Young on is going to be a second or third round pick. I would say he's second. Not, okay. I don't That's think he's a first round so pick. Through. I think it's Terry Young on comes back. He makes money, and with NIL, pop-up shops, link, <laughs> you know, he can make second-round money being back at Alabama while, you know, perfecting his craft. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm going to say on that? Nay, say, oh, please. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Reese Davis. Okay, with Reese Davis. Oh, man. Oh, Reese Davis almost slipped and said that word. No, he did not. He didn't know. But that look, but if we're being transparent, we all it, it don't mean nay, sir. Let's just be honest. It, it does mean uh, naysayer. We know that. You think it means naysayer? That's what it says. Oh my god, dude! Are you that? You're that gullible? Are you serious? I'm just. For, I'm just. I'm about the sake of the sanctity and the cleanness of a radio station. No, a hundred percent. But I'm saying outside. No, of radio. I know what they say. <laughs> okay, I ain't I, stupid. Oh well, I know that. Okay, well, you, you think I'm just gonna say it? No, I'm saying it's just never mind. Well, it, it means anyway, that's what it, that's what they said says. So be it. But last night, Lank didn't mean nothing to me. Man, so look, man. The naysayers was right last night, and the naysayers they didn't go out and play. Here's what bothers me. And I was sitting watching AJ McCarron and some other guys on X while you were talking. Michigan fire, fun, jumping up and down, Alabama. It was like stoic. Let me tell y'all something. Defense is about playing with fire and having some freaking fun. Alabama plays defense like it's a chore. You can't have this much talent, guys, and not utilize the talent. These are real things. And yes, Alabama have won numerous national championships by doing it differently. But things have changed. This is the first time Nick Saban's gone three years with no natty. Why? Because things have changed. And let's just be real, he's still getting on to some of the old stuff. Guys, they got to change. That's why I said last night on our podcast, The Miller's Edge Extra on YouTube. Make sure you watch it. I don't believe Kevin Steele will return as the defense coordinator of Alabama. And I don't think it's going to be T-Rob because I don't think he's ready. Just saying. They have too much talent to make guys think 
and walk and play football like they're mud. I mean, it's easy, it's easy like for you to say that. Because that you same, think too much. It's easy. Turn them loose. Give us us free, Nick. Give us us free, Nick. Let them play. It's easy for you to say that, but that same defense and mentality and approach has is, is won him. How many national championships? You think he's going to change? Yeah, but time has changed. They ain't won nothing now. Janet Jackson. Dude, like, but you you can't just blame it all on that, man. For the most part, the, the defense is a defense. Just like Kevin Steele said, is Coach Saban's defense. If you think that's going to completely change, hate to break it to you. It's I don't not. think I don't, I don't think it's Kevin Steele's going to be there next year. I mean, he might be there, but he might be a senior analyst. I mean, maybe, but in terms of the defense, man, I, and you keep talking about like the the, the look. It, it's a bunch. It's a bunch. You got bunch rules, and guys were miscommunicating that clearly, right? Bunch rules, you know, bunch rules. I I played with Belichick, who was a disciple, or who disciple Nick Saban. Uh, that defense I played in, bunch rules. You don't get out flanked. If you're in man coverage, check zone, automatic check zone. Yeah, and, and, and the widest take the widest, and your receivers are right to you. I promise that's you. That's not how we play it. We don't play, I know, we don't, we don't play, we don't play the widest take. The way y'all played it the last three years, that worked. Yeah, depending on the coverage, I mean, it, there's a lot of different ways to play it. But again, it, all that doesn't matter. What matters is they didn't play it right, and it is what it is. You got to learn from it. I mean, we can you can sulk over it, or you can you can use it as a learning opportunity to learn from it. So, it is what it is, man. It's part of the game. You win some, you lose some. I I, yeah. I, I, I don't like moral victories at all. But if we're being honest with you, you know, if you look all the way back to week two or week three, not many people even saw this team making it this far. Uh, so I do agree with Coach Saban on that. Now, however, did we drop the ball uh, with the golden opportunity, which I thought we really should have and could have won the national championship? 100%. Yes. But I do want to give my respect to the players and coaches for a great season. You 100%. Know, great year. Great year, guys. It's still a great year. You know, I, I don't believe in the moral victory thing, but I do want to give credit where credit is due. And they definitely had one of the most remarkable you know, turnarounds in program, or at least, you know, uh, maybe not program history, but you get what I'm saying. Under Coach Saban, I think it was great. They, got, was they went 12 and 2. They lost to two, uh, the 1 and 3. Kind of like last year, they lost to ranked teams, too. So, but how do you get over that hump? They used to get over that hump. With, but with, right with now, a lot less talent than last year. With a lot less talent than last year. A much younger team, in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. we got to get out of here. That being right, said, Justin Haynes. Yep, go ahead. You got it. Justin Jones. Justin, Jesus <laughs> Corey Christ. Corey Miller. Hey, Justin Haynes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get him on All producing right, the show. sports coming up there. We got to go. Peace out, everybody. You've been listening to The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. 